It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas, former intern Jaws. Pappas, how are you? I'm great. Former intern, Jaws? Yeah, we hired him. Oh. Yes, sir. <laughs> he is officially a radio professional now. Former intern, Jaws, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Zach? Fine. Fine. Uh, today was going to be a crossover with Locked On Aggies host, Cole Thompson. Um, I didn't really like it. He just interviewed me the whole time, and I don't really feel like it would have given you guys a whole lot, so... Um, if you want to hear that, he's going to drop it on his show on Friday. So you can check that out if you want on Locked On Aggies. And Bama grad, I don't want to call the guy out, but he was really interested in talking about last week's Iron Bowl. So I'm like, we're moving on. We're moving on. So, uh, yeah, and I always enjoy hanging out with former intern Jaws and Pappas. So we'll, uh, we'll just we'll hang out on this Thursday. Uh, we're going to talk about the top individual matchups to watch and just thoughts in general about the game on Saturday between the Tigers and the Aggies. Also, um, somebody in our Discord, who was it? Who said that? Um, as far as talking about draft-eligible guys and if they could go pro or not. Bdrot98 in our Discord. We'll talk about the Discord later in the show. Uh, we'll talk about draft-eligible guys. And then uh, bolt projections, because that's fun. And a ton of you guys reached out to our hotline, 205-502-4285, about thoughts on firing Gus or keeping Gus. We'll get there. It was just a lot. I kind of got overwhelmed when I looked at all the messages. So we'll take a break from that. We'll get back to it eventually. But guys, top individual matchups. First things first, you know, we've talked about Gus Malzahn potentially coaching for his job on Saturday. So my first top individual matchup is kind of lame, but I'm saying Gus Malzahn <laughs> versus himself. Just because I think he gets in the way of, you know, potential success um, several times throughout uh, throughout his coaching tenure in games like this where he's at home. But I think he's going to be able to figure something out just because of, uh, you know, past track record of him coaching in these types of games. But should that count? Is that okay? Uh, no. No, doesn't count. Okay. All right. We'll move on then. My first one. You can put him against, like... Um um, uh, what's it, uh, Jimbo? Um, okay, that's fine. He's done pretty well against Jimbo. Yeah, well, you know, has he? I mean, Jimbo another, won the one that mattered, so. Another interesting coaching matchup that we could talk about is Chad Morris versus, is it Mike Oko that is coaching for Texas A&M, their defensive coordinator? Um, this is your matchup, Jaws. I feel like you should know that. I feel like it's going to be interesting to see 
if Morris can create any separation um, when it comes to the receivers against Mike Oko's defense because uh, A&M's been solid and you know they've got a strong pass rush and you know it'll be fun. It, that would be fun to watch. So. Your microphone Simple is wild. Forward. Your microphone is wild. Yeah, and you know <laughs> Malzahn talked about that earlier in the week. We played the uh, the audio from it on yesterday's show, but talking about how A&M is the number one defense in the SEC, and so that's definitely something to look at. So that's a good one, Jaws. Hmm. My next Didn't A&M give up like 105 points to Florida? Yeah, but I think everyone has, so it kind of evens out. Yeah, but I mean, like, they gave up 105 to Florida, 97 to Alabama, and then, like, <laughs> they played Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling you what the stats are. I agree with you. Seems fake. All right. Yeah, that's Let's fine. Let's do this. That's fine. Um, my next one's Kellen Mond versus Owen Papo. I want to see Owen have a better game on Saturday than he did on the Iron Bowl. And I think Auburn is going to have to blitz guys to get to Kellen Mond consistently. And also, I think uh, he's going to be tasked with some contain as far as Kellen Mond defending him with his legs and all that. So that is my next one. So I guess you're thinking there's going to be a lot of spy? Uh, yes. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Kellen Mond is uh, hot garbage. So that means he'll probably come out and, and just drop dimes all over the field and make me look like a big dum-dum. But, <laughs> I mean, he uh, – I don't know. I'm just not that imp- – and they don't – I feel like they don't run him that often. Man, this is a lot. I don't know if I would have gone Owen Papo. You think that's the spy guy? Kellen Mond is like twice his size. Uh, yes. I, I think – all of Auburn's players are going to play closer to the line of scrimmage than they typically do. Okay. So I, I think they it. will get to know each other. Uh, I think they're going to force Kellen Mond to throw the ball quickly and to throw the ball downfield. And I think Owen Papa will have a big part of that. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm bought in now. Jaws, you okay with that? Yeah, I think I'm okay with that. I saw Papo miss a couple of tackles and just he wasn't able yeah, to catch yeah, up to his receivers yeah, a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, we all we all saw when Papo miss tackles. Yeah, so, like the Najee Harris play was really sad. We just got to move on, Jaws. We just got to move on. Owen Papo is still really good. Yeah, yeah. Owen Papo is going to be really good this season. Dan Moore and Carson Green, those are the tackles for the Aggies. I have them uh, versus Derek Hall and Big Cat Bryant. Um, Whoa. Yes. What about uh, Colby Wooden? Uh, yeah, that's fine. I think he scoots inside a little bit more on this game, but I think that's fine. It's interesting. There's more draft buzz on Dan Moore, but uh, Carson Green grades significantly better on pro football focus. So it's always kind of funny how that works. I knew that pro football focus subscription would pay off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I'm not even using that one <laughs> that you got for us. Cool. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's um, totally funny. Totally funny. Anyway. All right. My next one. Fun is Isaiah Spiller versus Zacoby McClain. Isaiah Spiller is A&M's running back. Thank you. Not uh, everybody yeah, listening Isaiah, knows that, man. Isaiah Spiller's had a very good season. Yeah, very uh, explosive guy. He, he might not be the best player in this offense, but I do think he's their most important player. Um, I, I think, you know, if Auburn goes with the strategy that, that Zach just kind of outlined right there, getting bodies near the line of scrimmage and making Kellen Mond beat you with his arm, uh, Auburn's going to have a pretty good chance to win. Jaws, you good? Yep. Yeah, I, I completely agree with m- what Michael just said. He's okay. hit the nail on the head. DeMarvin Leal versus Auburn's tackles, and then also can Bo Nix get the ball out against him? He's rushing the passer very well. He is A&M's highest-graded defender, 
and not a crazy amount of sacks, but he is uh, he's consistently impacting the play as far as hurries and quarterback hits and all that good stuff. So um, that's kind of been the big issue when Auburn plays teams um, that are very talented is the pass rush, and then everything kind of falls apart from there. We saw it with Alabama. We saw it with Georgia. And Except not against LSU, which was weird, right? Because well, the, it LSU seems like all their good leading, defensive linemen opted out. They came into that game leading the SEC in sacks. I don't think I knew that. I feel like we talked about it. Okay, but whatever. All right. Um, and, and and yeah, so I mean, that we came out of that game being like, oh my gosh, the offensive line's so good, and then I think the rest of the SEC got scared and decided we should take a three week break. But uh, uh I don't know, man. We'll have to um, we'll have to see about this. The the tackles for Auburn, I guess, saying that they've had an up and down season is is putting it mildly, but it um that's definitely going to be a, a major matchup to watch. Yeah. in the game. Yeah, I totally agree. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Coors Light. Coors Light is the beer literally made to chill, cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Jaws, you cannot drink Coors Light yet. You are not 21. But Coors Light wants you to know no matter uh, what sport you're watching and what team, Coors Light wants to be there with you to help you unwind and enjoy your sports viewing experience. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Moving on on today's edition of Locked on Auburn. Uh, check out the episode description. Over, uh, I think over like 55 or 60 of you guys so far have joined our Discord, the Locked On Auburn Discord, the community where you can interact with us and other Auburn fans, and it's just a whole lot of fun. All right, so let's talk about draft-eligible guys that may or may not leave early. A lot of star players throughout college football are leaving their teams early and opting out. Auburn hasn't really faced that yet. Gus Malzahn was asked about it on Tuesday. He's like, yeah, uh, we've you know built a good culture. We've you know, we like each other here is essentially what he said. And so um, let's kind of talk about that in individual guys. KJ Britt, he has accepted a invite to the Senior Bowl. And so that is, um, you know, he is leaving. We know that. But let's take a look at some of these other guys. Roger McCreary is the first one I want to get y'all's thoughts on. And we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on each guy. We can just kind of, you know, rapid fire. Jaws, quick thoughts on Roger McCreary. Yeah, I think he's an NFL-ready corner. I mean, you've seen what he's done against the SEC's elite competition uh, so far this season. Aside from Devonta Smith, I think this guy is ready to go. I think he is ready to leave for the NFL. You know, I'd hate to hate to lose him because I don't know who Auburn's going to replace him with. But, you know, I think I think he'll announce that he's leaving this year. Well, was, was Roger the one that was supposed to be guarding Devonta Smith all those times that he was just wide open with no one around him? I think that was just Smoke Monday's 
blown coverage. Yeah, the, over the, and the big over one and over. was definitely Smoke Monday for sure. But I would have to go back and watch film. But I thought Roger was on him for most of the game. I thought he was. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, I agree. I think he's gone. All right, next one. Um, if you guys can hear my child crying in the background, I really apologize. Um, or if you can hear the the dog yapping in the background for me, I right. apologize for that also. Great show for us today. Uh, my next one is Zacoby McLean. Um, he definitely has more eligibility. I mean, everyone does because this year doesn't count, which is this is the most weird thing in the world. But Zacoby, a lot of people say he could come back and like prove himself more because I don't know exactly how much the NFL is going to love him due to his size and ability and coverage and all that good stuff. But I think with his stats... You know, I mean, he's getting a lot of tackles. He's becoming relevant in pretty much every snap on Auburn's defense. I can't see a scenario where his hype is higher than it would be after this season. So I'm kind of interested to see. I'm leaning that he should leave, but I don't know if he will. Pappas, what are you feeling on Zacoby McClain? If he stays, he'll earn a place in Auburn lore that is similar to Deshaun Davis, I yeah. think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, one of these undersized linebackers that just plays with a whole bunch of heart and is absolutely everywhere for this defense. Um, this is one I could see going both ways. Uh, I'm going to side with he takes the uh, takes the lead from Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown and stays. That'd be huge. Joss? Yeah, I think he stays another year. I wow. think he, like, like, like y'all said, I think he's a little undersized um, for the NFL, but, you know, He's obviously a tackle machine, you know. I, I would expect him to stay, though, one more year, like Michael said, take the lead from Davidson and Brown. All right, another guy that's interesting, Big Cat Bryant. Um, in a normal situation, he would be out of eligibility after this season, um, but everyone has eligibility next year if they want to. And so Big Cat Bryant, obviously a guy I was super high on going into the season. I say this every week. Maybe he'll step up this week. I think you can make the argument that it would be really beneficial for him to come back I don't think he's going to because I think he's going to kind of say, well, you know, they'll understand that I wasn't fully healthy. At least he didn't look fully healthy. And they'll kind of look at his tape from a year ago. But um, I think he goes. But that's a guy that I really, really, really think that he should bet on himself and come back. I think it would really help him out. But I just don't see him staying another year. Yeah, he's got a first-round name. but and And I think he's going to end up with some some really good combine numbers and, and pro day numbers if all that stuff happens this year like it should um so it, it will be interesting to see what decision he makes i i would lean on him going jaws yeah i would agree i would i would lean on him going even though he's been injured um not unlike Zacoby mclean due to six five two fifty. so i think he's definitely uh definitely an nfl edge rusher for sure yeah uh, a big one, Seth Williams. I, I think a lot of us thought he could possibly crack into the first round. I think his tape definitely hurts him, and I think the issues that he has from a you know a draft prospect standpoint, I don't think they fix themselves from this year to hypothetical next year. And I think he uh, kind of sees. I think the writing is on the wall that Seth Williams is going to leave after this year. But uh, is there any chance that he stays? Zach, and what would you consider the issues? He can't get open. I would consider the issues effort, but or, that's exactly right. Yeah, or yeah, ability those, those to maybe the catch, same thing, or ability to catch the ball when it's not a fifty-fifty ball, um, or some ridiculous catch. 
Right. Um, he's starting to kind of remind me of Sammy Coates, where like if everyone isn't like, oh my gosh, what a catch, then he doesn't catch it. Yeah, it, I talked about it. I talked about it before the season even started, how I didn't really like Seth Williams' play style because it seemed like about 60% of the time he would give effort and he would go out and he'd catch that 50-50 ball. And then you would see a screen thrown his way that is an easily catchable ball and he would just drop it or not even go for it. Um, So those are my concerns for him on the next level. I don't really think he's very committed. Um, So I I do believe he leaves, though. I think he is is a talent. Um, He's got the size for it. Um, but I would be concerned with how he pans out in the NFL. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I, I think he leaves, but I think there's going to be grades all over the place on him. All right, what about Schwartz? Because I think Schwartz has really helped himself a ton this season. I was really skeptical about him as a full package as a receiver, but I think he's gotten better at the middle of the field. I think he's gotten better at routes. And I think a lot of it has to do with the Auburn coaching staff has gotten better in figuring out how to use them. But he is he, he's really impressed me in his development this year. So I think he leaves. I think um I think, you know, the lifespan of that type of receiver just based on his size and the durability that's kind of questioned along with that, I think it makes sense for him to leave. What do you guys think, Jaws? Um I think that, like you said, I think Schwartz has really improved this season. He's got 10 more receptions um, than Williams, actually. Almost has as many receiving yards. Um, I have not seen enough route development from him this year. Like, I just haven't seen a ton of different um, a ton of different routes in his route tree. Um, but I would expect him to leave after this year. I think he's shown what he's capable of, and I think... He is a guy that could pan out in the NFL if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Pat? I think he may leave, but I think the number one reason may be track. Um, not necessarily because he's going to like leave to go run track, not to go to the NFL, but more because he leaving would allow him to like go train to be the Olympian in track that he's going to be yeah. and also get paid millions of dollars to play football because when – you know, when he goes out at the combine and runs some ridiculous 40 time, and obviously when you look at his tape, he he's just – you can't teach someone to be that fast. Right. And, uh, and if we've seen anything from Tyreek Hill, if you've got – you know, I mean, if you have above average route running ability and you're just faster than everyone else, like, they'll find a way to get you the ball. Right. Um, looking at – circling back to Roger McCreary, he was the highest rated player – Oh, this is over the course of the season. My bad. I thought I had for just for the Iron Bowl. And I'm like, wow, he was the highest rated defender for the Iron Bowl? But that's mm. not true. That's not true. He was he scored a 68.1 in the Iron Bowl. So not awful, but below his average. Um, okay, last guy, Eli Stove. I think he leaves, and I think he goes undrafted, and it'll be really, really sad. Yeah, um, be really, really disappointing to see Eli go, um, Mr. Consistent. Um, like you said, I don't, I don't see him on any draft boards anywhere. I don't see him getting picked up, um, which is going to be disappointing because he is kind of that all-purpose guy. You know, Auburn's had him since 2016, used him a lot in the running game. How long, Joss? Uh, 2016, that's five years. 2006? 2016. 2006? 1916? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 1986. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. 
1960. Yes. Yes. He's played in every single Iron Bowl. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. We will uh, jump into bowl projections next right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, gentlemen. Um, final segment today. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah? I think, do we, I think there might be breaking news. What's that? This is uh, in the Discord. There was a, a commit who tweeted out that today's the day that he was going to commit. Yeah. And someone just, Jamie C123 just said he committed to UGA. Do you think he was trolling? Now, I went to his Twitter and there's nothing on his Twitter. But um, could have been on Instagram. Somebody else in the Discord said, yeah, he was trolling. Caleb. So, um, seems like um, Tyre West. Oh, Big Re. So, I guess it's probably Tyree West 95. Yeah, that makes sense. Five-star defensive end. Yeah. Oh, class of 2022. Man, That's so, so far, far in now. the future. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> if he committed to Auburn, he'd probably decommit by then anyway. <laughs> Bad joke, bad joke. Happiness, positive things. Let's talk about going bowling this year. Um, potential bowl matchups for the Tigers. Uh, pretty much wherever you look, everyone has us going to the Citrus Bowl. That's exciting, right? Yay. 247 says Auburn in the Citrus Bowl versus Wisconsin. ESPN has Auburn in the Citrus Bowl against Northwestern or Indiana. The Athletic says Auburn versus Northwestern in the Citrus Bowl. CBS Sports says Northwestern in the Citrus Bowl. USA Today says Auburn versus Wisconsin in the Citrus Bowl. Athlon Sports says Indiana versus Auburn in the Citrus Bowl. And College Football News says Indiana versus Auburn in the Citrus Bowl. So, Big Ten opponent in the Citrus Bowl. What a world. Man. Man, oh man. All of those are very boring to me. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Give me Indiana, though. Because they, they, they lost their starting quarterback. Um, I don't trust that defense to hold up against an SEC opponent. Um, I think that would be an easy win for Auburn, in fact. I think that I would, would be like the uh, the home field apparel Super Bowl. Oh, it would. It would. It'd be incredible. It? Yeah, use um, promo code Auburn at homefieldapparel.com. So I think Indiana would be the most interesting out of all those. I don't really care to play Northwestern. I feel I like Wisconsin would beat us. So out of Wisconsin those, would wax us. It would be ugly. They would run it like eighty times, and we could do nothing about it. Would not want to see that. Yeah, just so, absolutely wax. Yeah, so I really don't want to see that. Um. Okay. Cool. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, just some overall, all around, uninteresting bowl games in a season where teams that w- will finish under five hundred are going to get an opportunity to play in bowl games. So. A little disappointed in that, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I wonder how many schools opt out of bowl games just because of the the climate of things. That's true. I, I You know, the most important thing, and I think if teams could just get the practice time 
I think a lot of them would just not participate in bowl season. But a lot of the teams will put up with it because they just want the extra few weeks of practice time to start focusing on next year before spring practice rolls around. Yep. But whatever. It'd be kind of nice, you know, especially for Auburn fans, you know, talking about the guys that might possibly leave for the NFL, especially if they don't play. I think it'd be nice to see some depth, see some different guys on the defensive front in a bowl game, especially against a physical team like Wisconsin, if they were to play a team like that, and just to kind of see what they could do in real game action and, you know, give coaches more game tape to prepare their roster before spring practice comes on, assuming we have spring practice in a few months. I think at this point we will, right? I hope. Um, but uh, We will. Yeah, I think so too. We have to. I think so, too. I mean, they're practicing now. I don't know what the difference would be. We will have a full bowl season and spring practice. Calling it right now. Define full bowl season. Like, the the the, the bowl games start, like, late December, right? And at that point, I do not think there are going to be many travel concerns or... Um, like games getting canceled because of COVID and stuff, I guess. Like at the end of this month? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I hope you're right. Jaws, where can people find you on the socials? They can find me on Twitter at Intern Jaws. Sweet. Pappas? Wait a second. Hold on. Jaws, did you just say your social media is at Intern Jaws? I'm, I'm, I'm branding is what Whoa. I'm doing. That's incredible. I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. Hey, guys, um, let's get intern Jaws some followers. He deserves it. My Twitter is a great place. At Couch Potato. My Twitter is a great place. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Black or me follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Tomorrow, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joins us for a Ferg Friday. Check it out. It'll be right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.